I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Dimmitt Waters. How you doing today? On this episode of Beauty is a Bitch, I am doing things a little backwards. Uh, my guest today is Kim Schlag, and she uh, did a uh, Instagram live on my show over there first. And normally I'm going to do this the other way, but what we had such an interesting conversation. I thought I should bring it on over to the podcast so we can discuss menopausal weight gain and weight loss. Now, let me just give you a little introduction. Um, Kim is a personal trainer and a nutrition coach who came to fitness later in life. Like most of us, or a lot of us, myself included, she spent the better part of two decades yo-yo dieting, ending up obese and utterly confused. In her early 40s, she finally discovered that the secret hack she'd been looking for all these years wasn't really a secret after all. So she totally transformed her body and mind through proper nutrition and strength training and now helps women all over the world get strong, lose weight, and heal their relationship with food and their bodies. And she also specializes in a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and I know it's near and dear to many women's hearts, and that is menopausal weight gain and ultimately weight loss. So let me introduce Kim. Hi, Kim. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Lauren. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for, thanks for coming. We uh, had such a great, I had great feedback from uh, the Instagram live that we did that I knew I needed to have you on the podcast to talk. So That's fantastic. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit, I, I mean, I, I mentioned a little bit in your bio, but a little bit about your journey to this and, and to weight loss and how, um, you know, what women in menopause are facing. Cause of course, most of us think it's, you know, are ready to throw in the towel. Yeah, absolutely. So I am 50 years old now. I am deep in the throes of perimenopause. I have been for many years. I started experiencing my first symptoms back in when I was 43, um, which was around the time actually I finally got my um, stuff together as far as fitness and nutrition. So it absolutely is possible in menopause to lose weight. Most of my weight I have lost in menopause, gotten the best shape of my life. Um, and I have so many clients in the same situation. You know, as a young kid, I was not overweight. I was not overweight as a teenager, but I always had this thought in the back of my mind that I wanted to lose five pounds. You know, I was really into reading the fashion magazines and I would look at these women and be like, well, I don't really look like that. Um, and, you know, that's such a pervasive feeling for girls today, obviously with, with the advent of social media, but even back in, in the 80s, that was a big deal to me. So I always had this like quest to lose five pounds and I did all the dumb stuff. You know, and I wasn't overweight, but eventually I became very overweight when I had my children. I have three kids. They are all teenagers and older now. Um, and with each of my kids, I gained 50 pounds and I never fully lost that weight after each pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 38, I was obese and I was very unhappy and I was very confused because I kept trying all the things and I couldn't get it off. I would lose some weight, gain it back, lose some weight, gain it back. Um, 
eventually, um, what I realized is what we have been taught, the idea that, you know, it really is about how much food we're eating, this idea that calories really matter. It, yeah, that really was it. And there was no secret, you know, Dr. Oz's special, um, oh gosh, raspberry ketones or whatever it was, that, that wasn't what I needed to keep chasing. And what I needed to do was to figure out a way to sustainably eat less, fuel my body, and I needed to strength train. And that combination and being able to do it in the keyword sustainably is what radically altered my body and my relationship with food because there wasn't this constant sense of, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. Um, and that's when I became a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And I've been doing that for a good number of years. And um, just happened to fall into this kind of specialty of helping menopausal women lose weight. And that is really just a, it's a factor of, I would get on Instagram stories, my, most of my audience is on Instagram, and talk about the struggles I was having with menopause, you know, my hot flashes and my brain fog and all of these things. And just as I talked about it, attracted all of these women who were like, yeah, me too. And, you know, then they would see I would help with weight loss. And so I started helping them. And we lose weight just like anybody else, ladies. We can lose weight. We have some extra hurdles to deal with, but we can lose weight. So what makes the, the whole proposition harder for women in menopause or why do we feel it's harder? If you're saying it's, it's really no different, you know, it's, it's what the food going in and it's the weight training that help you. What, what, why is it such an uphill battle for us or why do we feel this way? There's a good couple of reasons here. Number one is because we truly believe we can't do it because it has been railed into our brains that once you get to a certain age, you know, this is just how it is and this is what we look like and here's what our bellies are going to look like and the menopause belly, which is a real thing and we can chat about that in a second. And so for one thing, we don't think we can do it. And at the same time, we don't recognize how much effort it takes to actually lose weight. It is not as complicated as people make it out to be to understand how to lose weight. It really is calories in, calories out, get enough protein, move your body, and strength train. That's the formula. That's easy to understand. There's nothing secretive about it. But doing all of that day in and day out, especially the nutrition piece, like being consistent with your nutrition is so hard that people think that there's something wrong when they don't see the scale moving. And really what's wrong is they're just not being consistent. So that's number one. We don't believe we can do it. Okay. Number two, there is a slight slowing of our metabolism a lot of that is due simply to age. Every decade after we turn 30, we are losing muscle mass, 3 to 8% of our muscle mass. It's called sarcopenia. That will happen unless you do something to prevent it. Okay? That slowing of your, of um, that, uh, wow, I just had a major brain fog moment. <laughs> what I was saying. Like, sorry, I'm mid-sentence. I'm like, what are these words? What am I saying? Words. Oh, gosh. That always right. happens to me on podcast too. Um, it's so okay. You prevent that. You can prevent that by strength training and by eating plenty of protein. Okay. So that's one thing you do. The other thing is you can move more. We think we're moving the same as we always have, and we're really not. We're sitting, we're tied to our desks, we're doing these jobs. You know, we've worked all these years and now we've got these great jobs, we're deep in our career and we're sitting. We're not chasing toddlers, we're not walking across the college campus anymore. So we're not moving as much. So if we increase how much we move throughout the day and we strength train, we can really um, mitigate so much of that slight decline in our metabolism. And even with a slight decline in our metabolism, it really is just a matter of eating a few less calories. It is not a ton, ladies. So that's the other reason. Third reason people think they can't lose weight is they see this menopause belly coming out. Now, oh, yeah. that is a real thing. And it happens because of our shifting hormones. 
as our hormones change, our pattern of storing fat changes. And whereas maybe before you stored more fat in your hips and your thighs and your butt, now excess fat is stored in our bellies. The key word there is excess. Mm-hmm. If you have weight to lose, you will tend to store more of it in your stomach. You can still lose it. There's not any special protocol to lose that fat. You don't need any special detox or drink or workout. It is the same as losing fat anywhere on your body. It's just that when you have extra fat, that's where it's going to tend to migrate. And women see that, they think like, oh no, like what's wrong? It's just a matter of doing the same things anybody else has to do to lose that weight. Okay. So when we- oh, And then the other, the big oh, one, sorry. the big guy, I forgot. The, big, the biggest of them all is we have so many extra things going on. If you're dealing with hot flashes all night long and you're, you're, you haven't been sleeping or you're dealing with insomnia or just that general feeling of fatigue and I don't feel well, and then all of the health things that come along with, with menopause, you know, whether it's vertigo or allergies or all the different things, that can really throw in a wrench in you being consistent with your diet and your exercise. And so one of the main things we have to do is help menopausal women manage those symptoms, you know, with their doctor or however they're going to manage them. And at the same time, deal with, okay, how do I eat well and strength train, even if I am running low on sleep? Like, what do I do? Those kinds of things. Okay. So when we spoke uh, on the Instagram live, you had talked about your formula for weight loss, like for how much, like what, how many calories you should be consuming. Yeah. And can you share that here? Absolutely. Now, before I share it, I want you guys to know, this is not like the definitive number. There is no way to find out the exact number using a formula of calories you should eat to lose weight. This is going to get you really, really close. You can put the, um, do all different kinds of calculations. You can go online and, and search them up and some are going to be really super low and you don't want to do that. We want to find a sustainable number. Do not think 1200 is your number, ladies. Everybody thinks it's their number. And so if you use this formula I give you and it's more, give it a try. The way you will know if it's working is if you are consistent with these calories, like you hit them by, you know, every day for 30 days really putting down every lick, bite, and taste that you put in your mouth and see what happens by your results. And then you can adjust higher or lower as needed. Okay. So that's number one. So here's the formula. Take your body weight in pounds. Okay. So if you don't use pounds, convert it to pounds and multiply it by either 10, 11, or 12. 12 is a good number for you. If you're not set, if you're sedentary, use 10. Like you just sit at your desk. You don't take extra steps you're not really training, use 10. If you um, move a bit throughout the day, if you get like a 30-minute walk, you have a more active lifestyle, um, you train a couple times a week, start with 12. Again, you will adjust based as needed based on your results. So that's the one formula. If you have a lot of weight to lose, we're talking 30, 30, 40, 50 plus pounds, you can use instead of your body weight, you can use a goal weight. Do not use your total end goal weight. If you have, you know, 75 pounds to lose, don't go all the way down to 75 pounds less and use that because your calories are going to be too low. Use a number that's, you know, maybe 30, 25 to 25 to 45 pounds less than you are now, even up to 50. So if you're 250 pounds and you want to be 150 pounds, do not use your goal body weight of 150 to multiply or your calories are going to be so low, it's going to be unsustainable for you. Mm-hmm. But you could do 200, um, multiply that times, uh, times 12. Got it. Now you had mentioned to write everything down that you're consuming. Um, we had spoken about, uh, that there, 
are some great apps that you can, you know, keep on your phone so you can log everything in because I'll tell you, once you start logging what you're consuming in, you're going to be aware of all the little things that went into your mouth because you'll second, you'll think about it before you put it in your mouth. You're like, oh, I have to write this down. So I've been using, and you had mentioned this too, my fitness pal. Um, are there other ones that people can, that you know so of? The or? other um, big one out there is Lose It. Um, that happens to be the one that I use. It is not better or worse than my okay. fitness pal. They're equally as good. Um, I just happened to start using that one many years ago. And once you input all your own foods and they're already in there, you don't really want to switch because you right, shortcuts right. once they're in there. So that's why I use that one. More of my clients than not seem to tend to use my fitness pal. It's just a, a more well-known one. Um, they're both great. The idea is you want to put down everything you eat or drink. And this next thing, and I want you to know, like if you're like, oh, that feels like a lot of work. How much work are you spending now and not getting results, right? We spend all this wasted time and energy doing stuff that doesn't really work um, and kind of poo-pooing the idea of tracking our intake when it is the thing that works. And I will tell you this, once you get the hang of it, it doesn't take but minutes a day to track what you're eating. It literally minutes. Um, yeah. And I'm going to tell you the secret that um, I share with all of my clients that really, it makes it so effective, like incredibly effective. And that is this, do not log your food after you eat it or even as you are eating it. Pre-log your day the night before. So you go in there and I don't buy any kind of upgrade to do this. So if you like think you have to like get the paid version to this, I literally just log a day behind. Um, so I can just go, you know, for what's today, Wednesday. So I would go in and on Wednesday's log, I'd write tonight. I will write tonight what it is I want to eat tomorrow. And then I just follow my plan. I make it be exactly how I want it to be. So I get in enough protein. I'm getting some vegetables. I'm getting some fruit. And I figure out how else do I want to use those, those rest of those calories. And then when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm not sitting there figuring out like, okay, how, what am I going to eat? Or maybe I want this. Like the decision making isn't there. That was done at a time when I wasn't hungry and I wasn't having cravings. It was mm -hmm. very removed from those emotions. And then my goal is to just follow that plan. And it works so well. That's good. So, so what you're saying is, is plot out what you're going to eat the night before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The next day. And that's exactly. Okay. Now, one thing that um, you, so you're, you're saying that women in menopause, you really need to think about what you're eating and you have to make sure that you're getting enough protein. That seems to be the, and most yeah. of us are not getting enough protein. Most people who come to me are not eating anywhere right. near the amount of protein they need. So we have the number stuck in our head, usually like from the RDA, if you have any number in your head, and it's really low. It's like 50 or 60 grams per day. I can't even remember. It's crazy so what low. What should we be eating? How much protein and, should we well, be eating? A lot more if you want to actually have optimal body composition, because that number is literally the amount that is going to make it so that you don't have disease, so that bad things don't happen to you. That's not your goal, right? You want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to fit in your clothes better. You want to look fit and toned. It's a different number. So ideally, you're going to eat, take your body weight in pounds, multiply it times 0.8. That would be your low end or just your body weight times one. So if you're 140 pounds, you want to be eating somewhere between 0.8 times 140 and 140. That's going to be a big jump for a lot of people. So the interim number I would give you is if you're down there in the like 40 grams, 50 grams a day, and it feels like a big jump to go up to like 130 or 140, start with a minimum of 100 grams of protein a day until that feels like, okay, I can do this and then bump it up to those numbers I just gave you, 0 0.8 to one times your body weight in pounds. Wow. That's going to be a lot for a lot of us. Um, yeah. And once you're used to doing it, so, you know, here's, here's one of the things you can do. Sit down and write down a list of all the protein sources you like to eat. Like, do you like chicken? Do you like fish? What kinds of fish? What kinds of seafood? 
what kinds of dairy products, you know, like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, um, all of those things, make a big list of all of that that you like, and then make a little cheat sheet and say, okay, how many grams of protein is in four ounces of chicken breast? Okay, put that down. How many is in an egg? I'm going to have three eggs. Then you have this list that you can choose from to see what combination of foods do I need to get in to have that amount of protein in a day. And doing that back work, again, that doesn't take that long. And once you've done it, you've done it. It's really eye-opening and you'll easily be able to see how to, how to get the protein in. Okay. So another question, then another thing that you discuss is strength training, which I know, and myself included and speaking to many of my friends, I mean, we're, we're cardio addicts, um, but I think weight training really kind of scares most of us, especially if like, you know, we're thinking we don't want to bulk up. Because that yes. to me seems to be, you know, what, okay, I know I'm speaking for myself when I say this, but I, I've had conversations with other people. We don't want to get bigger. We just want to be leaner. So, yes. And what, what women I think don't realize is there's no special, um, there's no special exercises you can do to get like long lean muscles. Like that's like a myth. Like, okay, if I do this type of training, if I do Pilates, if I do lightweight and high rep that I will get long lean muscles versus some kind of bulkier muscle, it's actually not a thing. That's totally made up. The key is you need to do enough work as in lift heavy enough um, over time to put on some muscle and you need to lose fat if you have it. So you can see that muscle. If what it, when you get to the point that you like the amount of muscle on your body, you just adjust your training and don't do the, the amount of intensity and volume so that you're not continuing to build muscle. I will tell you, it is really not that easy to put on muscle. The women you see who are bodybuilders and those kinds of things, they have worked very carefully with great effort to make that happen. Mm-hmm. It does not happen overnight. It's not going to be like, so imagine this, like, do you, are you afraid to get in your car because you think like, if I do, I'm going to turn into a race car driver. Like that's ridiculous, right? You get in your car and you know, you get to control the speed you go. It doesn't automatically turn you into a race car driver. Same thing here. You're not going to start lifting weights and then look like Hulk Hogan. It, it just doesn't happen. Even those of us, like I have intentionally trying to have been adding muscle mass for, I don't know, seven years now. It's a slow process. Wow. Okay. It's a slow process. Yeah. So the look, if you're looking to look fit, toned, like you want to have nice arms like Michelle Obama, all that kind of look you want to go for, that is building muscle. And building muscle takes more than just lots of lightweight, lots of lightweight or body weight exercises. You're going to need to tax your muscles. They have no reason to grow unless you give them a reason to do that. And that combination of strength training plus eating enough protein is going to help give you that really fit, toned look. Okay. Now you said one other thing, uh, in our Instagram live that, that was surprising to me yet sort of freeing. And it's been one thing that everybody's been commenting on and that is not to expect to lose, you know, weight super quickly. Yeah. Um, explain because you said a number that was like, uh, uh, I know nobody wants to hear it, but I got to tell you once they can wrap their brain around it, they finally start seeing progress because they realize there is nothing wrong with me. This is literally what weight loss looks like. We have it drilled into us from years. How many years was Biggest Loser on? I don't know. We all think that some crazy amount of weight loss is normal and it's not. And even the number of like two pounds a week gets stuck in everybody's head. Like that is the number. And that is a good number if somebody has a lot of weight to lose. It could happen. I have clients who certainly do that. They have a lot of weight to lose. If you're just looking to lose 10 or 15 pounds, you're likely not going to lose two pounds a week. If you do, it might be week one. Here's a good gauge, like a really good solid progress. Half a pound to two pounds per week. Listen to that first number I just said. 
half a pound a week is incredible for weight loss. That means two pounds in a month. Yeah, I know that that's the number that everybody was like, what? Myself included. But but once you got to think if you do that, if you do that for five months, there you go. You've you've lost your 10 pounds. No, but I think everybody wants to get those 10 pounds off in, you know, six weeks. And Um, it just, it rarely happens in a way that they can sustain it. Because when you do that, likely you haven't switched much up in your life that you're going to continue with. And so that weight is going to come right back on. That's the yo-yo cycle, right? We do something crazy that we don't want to live that way. So if you do it in a way that you're losing half a pound a week, literally the only thing that will change when you're done losing weight is you'll increase your calories a bit. Like your habits won't have changed. You won't now, um, you'll, you won't have to find a new way of eating. You'll just get to eat a little bit more. Well, that, that wouldn't be so bad. At least it's sustainable. I think that the one thing that, that we had talked about and the one thing that I'm really emphatic about is that we stop using the word diet to mean lose weight. And you know it's more of a lifestyle change and that you have to employ something that is sustainable, something that you can do you know, in the long term or forever, just a new way of eating. So you know, if yeah. eating- Yeah, um, absolutely. Crazy, I, I totally is, agree with that. You know, I, I, as I'm doing Whole30 right now, I'm done in a week, I'm counting the days. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's something because it's called Whole30, I can do it. I can stick with something for 30 days. Like that, that's, that's so restrictive, but it's for mm-hmm. me, that's not long-term because it's so restrictive. And, you know, I, I'm of the belief that life is for the living. And then, you know, if I want a glass of wine, I should have a glass of wine. If I want a piece of cheese, I'm going to have some cheese. And, you know, on something so restrictive and you can't do that, that's not sustainable for me. So- yeah. And realistically speaking, if a person has some weight they want to lose and what the methods they're using to do it can't let them have some wine, they're not going to stick it with it long term. You should find a way of eating that includes the foods you like. You can have any food you want and lose weight. You just can't have it all in the same day. Maybe not in the same week, but you can literally fit anything into a weight loss diet. You should be able to do it. Yeah. Just plan for it. You know, Absolutely. I, I got Absolutely. it. The word I I use is nutritional compromises. You can have anything you want. You just can't have it all. So if what you really want is a piece of cake, okay, figure out how to get that cake into your day while still hitting your protein and having your vegetables. And what that's going to mean is maybe you'll have not have the wine and you won't have the bread. And maybe um, for breakfast, instead of having um, your omelet made with eggs, maybe you'll have egg whites and vegetables that day. So you can switch things around so you have the things that make you feel really satisfied in any given day. That's great. Now, we were also talking about how um, during COVID, uh, the wheels came off the bus for me. It came off for a lot of women. Um, I'm now, you know, I, I'm, I, it was super easy to put 10 pounds on and it's really hard to get it off. It's really not fair um, that, mm-hmm. you know, so what, what's some advice that you can give for women like like myself, I mean, I know I started the whole 30 thing. That was really kind of to get me in the right frame of mind and to get me off this crazy treadmill of, of the holidays which and COVID. And it's for me to like reset. But what's some advice you can give women? I know so many of us are dealing with this right now. Yeah. One is to stop, um, stop being such a jerk to yourself, right? Like don't let that mean girl voice in there. It is what it is. We've all been through this really crazy time right now. Give yourself some grace. Talk to yourself like you would your best friend or your kid um, and be supportive of yourself. Don't talk down to yourself. So that's number one is that, uh, that, that approach you would use and that voice in your head. And then number two, go ahead and set your calories and set your protein. Mm-hmm. Number three, before you get started, get a good picture of where you're at because progress, as I said, can be slow and we need multiple measures to keep you going. 
And so what I would have you do is to take, I know nobody likes this part, take progress pictures of yourself, wear as little clothing as possible. So like a swimsuit, two-piece swimsuit or a sports bra and shorts, um, something that you can actually see your body, get some good lighting, take full of a full body from head to toe, front, both sides and back. Use the same lighting. Do that every month. Put them side by side. I have an app I use called Pickstitch and you can put them side by side. You will be amazed at the change you see. Month one, you'll see a little bit. By month two, you'll be like, whoa, look at that. So that's one piece of, of um, data you're going to use. Second piece of data I would have you use is get a tape measure and measure your body. Measure around your waist. I usually do two measurements around my client's waist. I have them do right around the belly button and at the smallest part of their waist. Then do around the widest part of your butt, um, the widest part of your thigh, and your chest. Mm-hmm. Do that every month. Write those down and compare them. If the scale doesn't feel like it's moving, but you see definite change visually in pictures and in those measurements, it is so motivating because sometimes the scale is not, um, is, does not move at the pace you really want it to do. The other good thing I would have you do is, I know everybody's just wearing their yoga pants and their pajamas right now. Get out an actual pair of pants with a waistband, okay? Put them on, see how they fit. Take a picture of how they fit. Every month, do that again. That, like those four pieces of information together are going to be way more motivating than just the scale. Because I want to tell you, the scale is not going to go down in a nice, tidy, neat line. Even though you are losing fat, it will not go 160, 159, 158. It doesn't do that. It goes like 160. Oh, now it's 161, 160.2. It literally will bounce up and down. It will go down to one you will be down to 157 and then randomly one day the scale is going to spike to 161 and you're going to think something's wrong. It's not. It is literally what the scale does. I'm not saying it might do that. I'm telling you it will. So don't think something's wrong with it. Measure yourself. If you're okay with weighing yourself, some women are, some women aren't. If you are okay with weighing yourself, don't do the weekly weigh-in thing, daily Mm weigh-ins and then only look at the, the difference month to month. So average this week's weight with your weight one month from now and compare that average, look for that half a pound to two pounds per month per week. Yeah. You've got, since I spoke to you, I've taken the scale out and I've been weighing myself. Yeah. I either like people to weigh daily or I like them to put it away. Um, Weekly weigh-ins can really mess with your mind because there is so much fluctuation. It just doesn't give, it doesn't give good data. It also makes you feel like you're on Weight Watchers again. Absolutely. (laughs) And I did that and I hated that. I have a whole podcast episode about why I hate Weight Watchers and and that's one. It's look, Weight Watchers is not the worst diet out there by a long shot, but um, that weekly yeah. weigh-in thing can really mess with your mind. Let's also discuss that. Let's talk about when um, you know people that have tried different diets. I know that we had the question of what you thought about, you know, Weight Watchers and and you know the different diet plans. So you know that women yeah. men are chasing um, at this point. Gosh. I have to say, there's not a whole lot out there that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Weight, Weight Watchers actually is probably the, the, the one I would recommend the most, and I don't recommend it. Um, most diets really just have this diet mentality. Like right. that it is, let, what can we cut out? Like, how do we cut stuff out? Like, you know, like Optavia, I, I hate that company. I, I hate it. it. used to, they're connected with Metafast. I've done Metafast. You eat these ridiculously small portions, and that's where a lot of diets go wrong. They give you such small portions that you are so hungry and you just need to get it over with. So either you do it for a short period of time and you burn out or you never really even stick to it. You stick to it three days a week, but the other four you don't or four days you do and three days you like go hog wild and it ends up you're not in a deficit over the week and so you still don't lose weight. Um, Yeah. So all of those things out there that have names, really diets with names just aren't necessary. They're they're not. 
Well, what about though? Um, okay. If we're not going to talk about diets with names, what about things like eating like keto or eating, you know, uh, vegan or plant-based, like, what are your thoughts on that? They can all work and they can all be tools for if they work for an individual person. So, so say something like being a vegan, you can be a vegan because you value the life of an animal or Correct. that's for whatever reason you want to do it. And you can lose weight doing that. Being vegan is not in and of itself a better way to lose weight than not being vegan. Doing keto is not in and of itself a better way to lose weight than not doing keto. Um, they've done scientific studies on this, low carb versus, um, versus keto and low carb is keto, <laughs> low carb versus um, low fat, right? The, right, the, right? the results are the same if you account for total calories and total protein. It doesn't get you better results to do keto. If for you, it helps you stay in your deficit better. If you're like, oh, I like how this helps me. Um, it helps me to stay full. Like I like that. I like eating that way and I'm going to be more consistent with it. Then that's a good tool for you. Same thing with things like intermittent fasting. It is not better mm -hmm. to lose weight. Intermittent fasting has not been shown to be better for weight loss. It can be better for you as an individual if doing intermittent fasting, which is really a fancy way to say I don't eat breakfast, if that helps you yeah. hit your calories for the day and be consistent, that is a good tool for you. It is not for everybody and it is not inherently better. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I've tried that. You're right. It, it really is not eating breakfast. That really it is. is. And for some people that works, like I did a, a couple months stint with it a few years back because I wanted to um, see what it felt like because I have some clients who like to do it. And I liked it, like it worked for me, but I also really love breakfast. So I eventually was like, okay, next time I want to lose a few pounds, I'm not going to, it's not the way I, it's not what I prefer to do. Some people really like it. It just fits their pattern of eating better. They like two big full meals versus yes. three more moderate sized meals. And, and that's thing, meal timing and meal frequency, those aren't the big dial movers for weight loss. You can adjust those individually to see what works for you. The big dial movers are total calories, get enough protein, strength train, and get enough movement. And the, it, really within those parameters, so many things can work. Well, what about eating late though? I mean, I know like most people say you should stop eating at, you know, six or seven o'clock at night. What about those people that have been eating at like 11 o'clock at night. So the reason that's often problematic is because you are ending up eating more calories than you need to be in your deficit. Because if you're eating at 11 at night, are you eating a salad? Like you're probably not, right? You're right. probably eating more of these like hyper palatable foods. And even if you say like, I'm just going to eat a moderate amount, you often go over. So eating late at night, again, does not in and of itself mean you cannot lose weight. It will not make you gain weight or prevent you from losing weight if you eat at seven to eight, nine, 10, 11 at night. The, your body doesn't know what time it is. Like if you, calories at nine at night are the same as calories at nine in the morning. The question is, have you already had too many of them? And can you control the total amount you're going to eat? For some, some of my clients, they put a nighttime snack in every single night and it works for them. That's like, they like that. More of my clients than not prefer to, to shut off the kitchen after a certain time because they tend to overeat. And yeah. either of those strategies can work really, they can work very well. For most people, the problem is not eating at night. It is overeating at night. Got it. So it sounds to me like you're saying that the way to succeed in menopause or anybody in losing weight is, is to be a little kinder to yourself, is not to be so restrictive. I mean, you're, you're giving a lot, I think a lot more freedom than what many of us think is, is allowed, quote unquote, to lose weight in menopause. And the crazy thing is that freedom is really what 
actually helps people lose weight. When you don't feel so restricted, you have no sense of rebellion of like, I can't eat that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Watch me. Right. Like that sense of freedom really helps you to be successful. Yes. I think, I think that's, that's it. And so I think we'll, I'm going to tell people, please, we're talking about some different things here than we did on the Instagram live. So please go check it out. It's now up on my IGTV over at Fountain of 30 uh, on Instagram. And Kim, how do people find you? So you can look me up. I'll spell my name for you. So it's Kim Schlag. The last name is S-C-H-L-A-G. So it's Kim Schlag Fitness. And you can find me on Instagram. Uh, You can look at me on my website. I have a podcast called the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Um, Next month in March, I'm going to be releasing my menopause weight loss Lauren's going to be doing it with me. Yes, I am. I am. She's going to be a member there. Um, This is something I'm putting up. It's been, it's been a long time coming. Um, I can't, I can't, I can only handle so many one-on-one clients and there are just so many women in perimenopause and menopause who just want guided direction. So basically the things I talked about here today, I'm going to be coaching people through very intimately week by week. We're going to do it together as a group. It's going to be an eight week program. So you can actually put into practice all of these things. So you can actually see real success, not only understanding weight loss and menopause, but actually doing it. That's amazing. So guys, if you are women, I should say not guys, yeah. <laughs> uh, old habits, die hard. Uh, go, go to her website and um, it says you have something to sign up for uh, free five-day fat yeah, loss. You can crash sign up for my free five-day fat loss crash course. It walks you through five. You're not going to lose weight in five days. It walks you through some more information on the basic principles I've just shared with you here today. Um, there's some free workouts in there. There's some recipe guides. There's some um, grocery shopping lists that say like, okay, here's a bunch of ideas for protein. Like, you know, now you know you need to get some. Here's some ideas for you. And then once you're on that list, you'll be on my email list and you'll be the first to know when that menopause weight loss course goes live. Yeah, come join me. I'm I'm kind of excited because I'm not really, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm the three pound weight girl, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I ride my Peloton and I got my three pound weights on the back. I do my arms and you know that's yeah. And the course is going to come with some very specific instructions about strength training. It's going to come with a complete six week training plan um, and those kinds of things, so you know exactly what to do with your exercise and and what to get. Right. I hope we can yeah, find weights. Absolutely, I, I can no, find them. Absolutely. Hard to find these days. Yes, that's the trick right now. You know, a few months ago, you couldn't, last summer, you couldn't get gym equipment. You can get it now. It's it's harder. You have to have some patience, but I've definitely had clients getting everything from dumbbells, barbells. You can can get it now. It's just, it's not like it once was where you just go to the store or get on Amazon, but it's there. Okay. Good to know. Thank you so much, Kim. I hope, I hope this helps people go listen, as I said, to the, um, it's on IGTV. You'll see it's a menopausal weight loss uh well i guess now it's just it's up on my igtv so go look for it and thanks for joining us and uh we'll talk soon take care everyone thanks,